Hello, we welcome you to the Players in the Game of Life podcast, where our subject today is Free Will, Part 2. Subtitle, The Harsh Realities of Life, But God. Let me first thank you for sharing with me one of your most valuable commodities, time. No amount of money can buy you more. And for spending some time with me, I am sincerely appreciative. That being said, let's get right to the matter at hand. If we talk about harsh realities, or facts, or the truth, we would be emphasizing that they are true or real. Since they are unpleasant, some of us try to avoid thinking about them. For all intents and purposes, let me give you some examples of the harsh realities of life. Now remember, The players in the game of life aren't trying to win you over to our way of thinking. Our desire is that all exercise your mind and just think a little deeper so as to make wiser free will choices. Here are a few harsh realities of this life. Are you ready? Number one, sometimes in this life, things can get worse before they get better. Two, trouble and affliction can be, or better yet, is our worldly fate as a natural result of the fallen human condition which is sin. All human beings have at least one flaw. None of us are perfect. No, not one. Not even me. Four, These physical bodies can and will break down. Keep living if you don't believe me. Just because you treat people with respect does not mean they will treat you the same. Some people will smile in your face and stab you in your back. The OJs made us remember that. Number seven, common sense is not common. Number eight, you can play now and pay later, or you can pay now and play later. And this is the one I had to rewrite. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may surely hurt me. I know, I know. Words can't hurt anybody. They're nothing but words. But let the right person say something to you. I bet you a dime to a donut that it'll tear you apart. Now let me help you. Do not allow those harsh realities, those that I mentioned or any other, the harsh realities of this life on this earth to be your focus of attention. Though they are realities, they are not the factors that our Lord, our Creator, deems critical to the accomplishment of our mission. We can say, ain't no stopping us now. Can I go deeper? The Apostle Paul, also a player in the game of life, while in the penitentiary, penned these words. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, 
and whatsoever are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Found in Paul's letter to the Philippians, the fourth chapter and the eighth verse, read the whole chapter. It's just 23 verses. And then from the book of Ray Charles, let it do what it do, baby. And that's give you peace when your thoughts are clouded in gray. It's your choice. Consistency is the key. Either be consistent with the harsh realities of life or with the player in the game of life that found peace while dealing with a harsh reality in his own life. Allowing the harsh realities of life to be the focal point of your attention could lead to depression, anxiety, and or physical trauma. Sometimes, my brothers and sisters, it could even lead to death, affecting not only the individual, but also those that love and care for them. The book some of the players in the game of life chose to study informs them people's lives are the product of their thoughts. Biblically stated in Proverbs 23 and 7, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. The modern day counterpart to this proverb is the computer acronym G-I-G-O, which stands for garbage in, garbage out. Just as a computer's output is dependent on the information that is input, so people's actions are the result of their thinking. Then on the flip side, there are some players in the game of life that no longer ask, is it true? But does it work? And how will it make me feel? Truth to some is whatever works and produces positive emotions. It might work for a minute. Hmm. Some have experienced just because something or someone feels good to you does not mean that is good for you. But again, I'm not trying to persuade you to think like me. My desire for all of us is to take the time to think past the realm of mediocrity and do not allow the harsh realities of this life to be the center of your focus, preventing us from enjoying a more fruit-filled and a more abundant life here on earth. Making choices that add and subtract to our life or to our relationships as needed. Inevitably, when it's all said and done, the choice is yours. Let me ask you this. What if I'm right? And just to level the playing field, you could ask me, what if you're wrong? Really, I'm glad you asked. In that same book, Some Players in the Game of Life Study, I Am Right is based on what I also have read and studied and lived. Just as that player in the game of life who wrote to the Philippians now writes in his second letter to the Corinthians regarding an affliction he had, he sought the Lord three times and on the third, hear what he said to him, 
the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. In essence, he told him he had power over his affliction. I don't know about you, but there are some afflictions that we all have. And sometimes these afflictions are tougher than what we think. In fact, they seem like we can't do anything about it. But God tells us that I got power over every, everything. Not just those things you can think about, but those things that you can't even imagine. And in your weakness, my strength is made strong. I'm here to show you and to tell you today, my brothers and sisters, that you can do almost anything that you want to do. Almost. The affliction may remain, but it's accompanied always by the enduring grace of God. That grace of God means I'm giving you what you do not deserve. I'm giving you that that you haven't earned. And he's doing it because he loves you. He loves us too much to see us stay in the position that we're in. We just have to know and trust him enough to know that he is able to deliver us. Paul had already lived through so much, he already knew where his help was coming from and in whose hands he was in. So he made an educated, well-informed decision, a very productive use of his valuable commodity, which was time, and his free will gift. Now show me what you're working with. Make a choice today. And don't let the harsh realities of life, like the Joneses, get you down. This episode is dedicated to my sister in Christ, I call her baby chocolate. What she's doing right now is going through her own dilemma. She has stage four brain cancer, but she doesn't let it beat her down. She doesn't dwell on, on what the doctor's diagnosis is because her doctor is the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who has never lost a case. And she knows one thing too that even if he doesn't cure her the way that we may think she's cured, if she ends up with him, that's all she needs. This episode is the final episode of Free Will. Bear with me and hang in there till next week. I don't know what the topic's going to be yet. The Lord ain't told me. But be sure to download players in the game of life wherever you get your podcast. Share with a friend, a neighbor, a loved one, your employer, your pastor, and let it be known that you are a player in the game of life. Be blessed.